Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is Viola. Who else would it be? It'd be really weird if it was another host right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm here today with the wonderful Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this conversation we're about to have. Me too. So I think the whole audience is going to be like, probably like jumping up and down with excitement because we're talking about something that I bring up so often on the podcast, which is human design. (laughs) And not only are we talking about human design, because I know we've like mentioned aspects of it before, but we're actually going to be talking about human design and how it relates to your business. So this is going to be super, super fun. Um, And Ashley, like I actually found Ashley on Instagram and I started following her because as you know, I'm obsessed with human design. (laughs) And she's just so awesome. Like, I just really love her energy and I love her stuff. And then, of course, in a classic, I'm a manifester and she's a projector relationship. I was like, hmm, I wonder if she'd want to be on my podcast. And I asked her and she goes, oh, I was just thinking about doing stuff with the podcast. So I was like, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I know you have like a massive history and like um, a whole bunch of stuff. Like you've done, um, like you, you work at... Uh, in counseling and your life coach and social media manager and you've been an executive assistant for a super well-known coach as well um but you were kind of a lot of the time more burnt out than lit up and this is and you're kind of you've really shifted that yes like once I discovered human design it shifted everything for me which I think is why I'm I don't think I know that's why I'm so passionate about it and that's why I want to share this with as many people as possible because it can change your life. Yeah. So what's your human design? So I'm a projector and mm-hmm. I have splenic authority and a 6-2 profile. Mm-hmm. And I am a manifester and I also have splenic authority and I also have a line six, but it's a four six. <laughs> yes. Four sixes are my favorite people. Like, <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm just going to take that compliment. <laughs> Can I ask you what your um, Myers-Briggs type is? Do you know? ENFP. Yeah. So ENFP and ENFJs are my favorite, and I find that most of them are four sixes. That's so funny. It's my little, like, research theory. (laughs) What's your your Myers-Briggs? I'm an INFJ. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The introvert of us. So, yeah, my history is 
it, it feels kind of scattered and all over the place. But as I look back, you kind of see the through lines and like, oh, this totally led to this and it all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can kind of give you like the summarized version of it if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us like how, how it all came together. Yeah. Okay. So I graduated from college and knew I wanted to go to graduate school for some kind of counseling, social work, um, doing something with people, like having that relationship with them and helping um, with their mental health and just kind of how they show up in the world. So I took a year off to kind of figure out exactly what that avenue was going to be. And I went to France to teach English and traveled all over Europe. And it was amazing. Um, everyone should do that if you get the chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to go the counseling route. So I have a master's degree in psychological counseling from Columbia University. And that was my dream. And I was going to open a private practice and be a therapist. And I was going to work specifically with teenage girls just because of my history and my sister and my friends. And I had seen all the things that we had gone through as teenagers and that was my passion. So I got out of grad school, got a job at a nonprofit and worked there for about three years and worked with a lot of teenagers. I was in different programs, but we did family counseling. we worked with, um, the emergency shelter. So children taken out of their home by child protective services, Um, And then also kids who had run away from home from really traumatic situations. Um, So it was really, really tough work. Yeah. And then after three years, I was totally burnt out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which now that I know human design, I'm like, it makes sense as a projector. Yes. Also, I have an undefined solar plexus. So I'm taking in all of these emotions and then amplifying them and not having the knowledge or tools or skills to know what was happening and to know how to let those emotions just like wash over me and not internalize them and take them on as my own. So Mm. uh, kudos to anyone who is in those fields and doing that kind of work. You're amazing. Um, Mm. It was not for me (laughs) Mm. as much as I wanted it to be. So after three years, I was like, I love working with people, but I can't do this specific thing anymore. So I'm going to open a life coaching business, which like easy transition, right? Like from therapy to life coaching. Um, so I built up this coaching business online and did that for about three years and was hustling so hard to get this business off the ground and taking all of the courses, learning from all of the the business gurus out there. I took B school with Marie Forleo and Mm -hmm. worked with like five different coaches over the years and just tried everything I could. And I was making money. I mean, my business was supporting me financially and paying my rent and everything, but it just wasn't it wasn't what I want it to be. Like I wasn't fulfilled. I was just burnt out and exhausted again. And so I decided I was going to give it up, even though I really wanted that freedom in terms of my time and in terms of the location independence and in terms of the financial like possibilities of owning your own business. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I can't do this because I'm just exhausted because I was working as a generator and manifesting generator, right? I was hustling and working and doing all the things. And yeah, that's just, what I did for the longest time in my business as well. And I was just like, oh my God, when is this finally going to take off the ground? And I was like so annoyed all the time. Well, not really all the time. But when I like thought about it, I was like, surely it's coming soon. Like how many more times can I do this? Like, right. And this is, this is why I love this work now because you can see it and you're like, I was doing all the right things. Why wasn't it working for me? And I think for those of us who 
it's not working for, we tend to think we're doing something wrong or we're not good enough. And then we feel shame about it. And Mm -hmm. that's not it. It's just, you're out of alignment with your design. And once you know that you can make the shifts and then it makes things so much easier. Yeah. Um, So at that point, I stopped my business and started working for a very well-known life coach as her assistant and more behind the scenes. Um, And that was great for a couple years. And then I started feeling very resentful and bitter about the work. And I was like, where is this coming from? Like, I love my job. I love my boss. I love the work that I'm doing. What's what's going on? Um, And it looks great on paper, right? Like I have a salary, basically. I'm getting paid trips to Hawaii and Barcelona and Scotland. Mm -hmm. Like it was amazing, but I just felt so bitter about it. And if you know, projectors, not self theme, when you're out of alignment, you feel bitter, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I didn't know at the time, but I was like, uh, something's off. So I decided to quit doing that and then took about a year just doing soul searching and trying to figure out what was next. I knew I wanted a business, but I didn't want to fall back into my old habit that I had with being a life coach, like hustling and forcing things. So I was like, I'm going to have a business, but I don't know what it is. And I'm just going to wait and kind of let it unfold as it happens. Mm -hmm. And this was before I knew human design. And now I'm like, that was like my projectorness coming out and I didn't even know it. Yeah. So, um, a few months into that, one of my friends messaged me on Instagram and she said, Hey, I see you struggling with some of these things. Are you a projector like me? And I had no idea what she was talking about. So I Googled it really quickly and pulled up my chart. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am a projector. I don't know what this means, but I am. And so she kind of walked me through it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And since that day, I fell down the human design rabbit hole and like have been learning as much as I can and trying to share it with as many people and have started a business doing human design readings and workshops and um just sharing as much as I can about it because I really do believe it can change lives. So Mm -hmm. I know it changed mine. And here we are. (laughs) Exactly. Here we are. And it's really cool as well because um, I do feel like, uh, like projectors to me have probably like one of the most like opposite strategies for business than what's normally taught in the world. Um, and my husband, uh, is also a projector. And I remember, cause when we first started in business, we were doing network marketing, which obviously they tell you to like reach out to people and all that stuff. And he just couldn't do it. Like everything in his body rejected it. So I, I am in network marketing right now. Yeah. I have stepped away a lot. I've been doing it for about three years and I had a lot of success the first year because I was pushing and working and reaching out to people and doing all the things they said and it worked. It just felt so gross to me. Yeah. Like it because that's not my strategy. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because the only time that Nick ever, like my husband, ever got uh, customers was when he just like, it was like, he would t- someone saw him taking his supplements and they're like, oh, can I buy some? And he, he like yeah. never even said he sold them. <laughs> and right. then like, I'll buy some, I'll be a customer. And he's like, oh, okay. And, he'd so do it, and I'd be like sitting there like, why don't you just like, you know, talk to people about it? He's like, I just can't, I feel weird bringing it up. And I'm like, oh, like, and then we learned human design later. And we like, we're laughing on the floor because it was just like so funny, the differences in our chart and the things that I found just like so obvious. And I would be like frustrated by things that were hard for me were so easy for him. And it was just like, so hilarious. Like, I was like, okay, well, that's when I was like, this means something. Mm-hmm. that's when I, um, just when I learned my human design is when I launched my coaching business as well. And I was like, okay, my goal is to build my business based on what I know about my design. 
And the biggest part for me at that stage was stepping away from feeling like I needed to work all the time and like be doing all the time because that's what I had been doing. And it was so uncomfortable at first because I was so conditioned to be like a hustleaholic. Like both my yeah, parents. It's so were, scary. Yeah, it's so scary. Like, am I allowed to do this? Is it going to work? Exactly. It's like full on guilt mode. And then finally, like I started going, oh, so I can just like work like a couple hours a day and I get more success. What is this? And like, I'll take naps and wake up to PayPal notifications from people. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, in terms of like your, you, I know you like a big area that you're interested in as well as helping people thrive in their businesses and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. is that, um, did that really just come about because of your own entrepreneurial drive? And then when you learned about, um, uh, human design, it just kind of started making sense or? Yeah. I mean, it started making sense. And so as a projector, I'm, and the six, two line, the six is the role model, right? So you're meant to kind of guide people through your own experiences and the projectors are meant to be the guides. Um, and projectors are also meant to speak to one person. Like you have that penetrating aura. So one, one-on-one conversations and relationships are really, uh, the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was, starting my business. I just knew this is what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, but I need to narrow it in. I can't just be talking to everyone. I mean, I can share on Instagram and whoever wants to follow can follow and learn. And that is amazing. But I'm here to help like one person at a time, kind of. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to figure out what I'm most passionate about, like where I feel like I can make the most impact based upon what I've struggled with and what I've learned. And so Mm -hmm. my path is like, starting these businesses, trying these things and operating as a generator and hustling and feeling that bitterness in this job that I had. Um, so it's like, okay, I want to help people move through that or avoid those things. Like mm-hmm. recognize when you're not in alignment with your design and make mm-hmm. those shifts so that you can um, build your business in a way that feels good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So should we go through the different um, types and like talk about some business tips for each of the types? Let's do it. Okay. Where do we begin? Um, well, I have my notes here cause I didn't want to forget anything. And the first one that I have is manifesting generator. So cool. we'll start there. Okay. We're oh, no, just quick side note. If you are listening and you're still like, what is human design? <laughs> please go google human design free chart and um put in your birth details and you'll pull up a chart and then anything that we say like manifesting generator or something like you'll just see on your chart if it says it you've got it if it doesn't you don't correct yeah um so manifesting generators i'm so jealous of you (laughs) because you are like the the sparkly, fiery energizer bunny who can just go, go, go and make things happen. Um, You're a combination of a manifester and a generator, hence the manifesting generator piece. And for you, um, your strategy is to respond to life, which is really tuning into your your sacral center. So you're going to feel a lot of like um, an internal like gut response to things like an uh uh-huh or an uh uh-uh. And so as life is happening around you, you're constantly responding based on that internal like feeling that you have of like, yes, this feels good or no, this doesn't. So for you, yes and no questions are going to be super, super powerful. So just constantly within your business, you can be asking yourself, and this applies to generators as well. um, Do I want to 
send this email right now? Yes or no? Um, do I want to launch this program? Yes or no? Do I want to sign on this client? Yes or no? And you're going to get a hit. Like as you practice this, you're going to start really noticing when you feel pulled towards something or when you feel um, like repelled from it. Um, so yes and no questions are huge. Manifesting generators are also, they're like the most erratic of the human design types. So don't be afraid to mix it up in your business. If something doesn't feel good anymore, like you can change it. You can try new things. You can have your hands in like five different pots at one time and that's okay for you. Like that's your design. Um, so a lot of times the, the typical business advice out there is like focus on one thing. Like you have to go all in on one thing. And for manifesting generators, they're going to get really uh, bored doing that. So they need to mix it up. So you can have different revenue streams. You could be in direct sales, but then also have a coaching business. And then also maybe you sell really cute coffee mugs on Etsy. Like if that's what excites you, that's great. Like you need to do what you love and that's going to bring you more energy that then other people are feeling in and being able to, to act off of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have a yeah. question about the manifesting generator as well. And I think this applies for the generators as well, but like mm -hmm. how you said about asking questions, um, is, uh, like in what, from what you know, or how you teach it, is there also like a strategy around like asking questions to their audience to like get responses for what they should be or could be launching and those types of things? Like, do you see that that's part of the strategy or do you feel like that's, that would be more like not in strategy, if that makes sense? Um, so my, my opinion on this has changed recently. Okay. Um, I think you can ask questions and get feedback. That's okay. But you also have to be 100% committed to it and excited by it. Yeah. So if you ask your audience if they want, let's say, a new course that you're thinking of creating and everyone says yes, like even if it's 100% yes, if you're not 100% lit up by it, don't do it because mm -hmm. you're going to get burnt out. And yeah. Right. Like how I kind of heard it before and like what I generally see with like the manifesting generators and stuff that I work with, it's like, let's say they have like an idea and they're excited by it. And they say like to their audience, like, would this interest you? And then the audience is like, yes. Then though, that's when you ask the sacral again, it's like, is this net, does it still feel good now? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So you can use your audience kind of as a, a gauge on things, but you don't have to like your own internal right. guidance is going to pull you in the right direction. And mm -hmm. if you're entirely lit up by something, your audience is going to feel it. And that's, what's going to bring the clients in. So when it comes to like the whole response thing for the generator and I suppose the manifest, uh, so the manifesting generator and the generator, it's, is it more about like, you're really looking for that um, internal response for things or like, cause I've had people say to me before, Oh, I'm a, like I am an MG or a generator and I have to just sit around and wait for something to respond to. Like, what's your kind of take on that? No, you don't have to sit around and wait. The projectors are the ones waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And even that, you don't always have to wait as a projector. So we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. But um, from generators and manifesting generators, you can respond to your own inspiration. You can respond to your own thoughts. You can respond to a song that you hear. Like it doesn't have to be this huge uh, like invitation from a person or the universe. Like it can just be like, I feel really excited about posting this thing on Instagram right now. 
yes, go do it. If you have the sacral pull that's a yes, that is your response. Right. So it's getting so, out of your head and doing like not doing the things you think you should do, but really tuning into yourself and that response. Right. Cool. So it's actually like the response is really about responding to your own energy then. Yeah. Um, then really, yeah, like you said, then being in your head about what you think you should be doing and it's what it's also not is waiting around and expecting like someone to be like, do this so you can respond to it, you know, like, can you do this? And then you respond. It's not that it's actually an internal response. Yeah. Like you, you are responding to people asking you questions and things like that, but that's a huge example. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it. Okay. That's really cool. And if, if somebody has trouble tuning into their sacral response, practice with little things like, do I want to wear this blue shirt today? Yes or no? Like that has no impact on your life, but it's a good way to start tuning into mm-hmm. that response and how it feels for you. Right. And so the sacral um, response, would that be relevant always, even if you're an emotional authority? Um, yes. <laughs> so each human design type has an authority as well, which is uh, how you should be making big decisions right? and little decisions too, but um, especially for big decisions. So if you have emotional authority, you have a defined solar plexus and that means you, um, you have really strong emotions like high highs and low lows and you really have to pay attention to those and not make decisions when you're in that emotional wave because when you're really excited or happy you're going to want to jump into everything and when you're in that low wave when you're tired or depressed or angry or frustrated you're going to want to back out of everything Mm -hmm. so you have to ride that wave and wait till you're in a calm state and feeling really zen before you make a decision and also know that you're never going to be 100% sure on everything like if you're 80% sure then that's a yes for you right Um, I like that yeah to learn to, to trust that. Um, and I would say like that is really important for like bigger decisions. So for a generator, a manifesting generator that has sacral, uh, I mean, emotional authority, you're, you're paying attention to your sacral uh-huh and uh-uhs throughout the day. But if you get like an uh-huh, I want to launch this new thing, like write out your emotional wave, like wait a couple days and then test it again. And then you can move forward. Like don't right. just jump into things with your impulse. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And who's um, next? Next is the generators. So similar to the manifesting generators, you're going to want to trust that sacral response and you're going to really only want to do things you're excited by and do you need to focus more whereas a manifesting generator can be a little bit more scattered and all over the place. Mm-hmm. You do need to have some kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and your, your generator energy is so important. You have to be lit up because that energy is what is fueling the manifestors and projectors and reflectors of the world. Like we're feeding off of your energy. So if you're not, lit up, there's no energy for us to consume and use to get throughout the day. Um, so it's for your own benefit and for the benefit of everybody else. So for you, rely on you, so yeah, we need you. Come on. Be happy. Okay. Um, and for you, what was I going to say? Oh, um, outsourcing is really important. So there's going to be pieces of your business that you don't love, right? It's just, 
a fact of life. Like maybe you hate writing emails or maybe you hate doing finances or maybe you hate answering client emails. Like whatever it is, start noticing those things that you dread doing and figure out a way to outsource them. Because if you're spending all of your energy on those things, it's going to be draining you and then you're not going to have the energy for what you do love. Mm-hmm. So that's super, super important. Awesome. Um, and for manifesting generators and generators both, you have that sacral energy. So you can go, go, go forever. <laughs> not forever, but like you could work 14 hours a day and that's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear all of these like business gurus saying, if you want it, you'll work hard enough. Like you can work 16 hours a day for your dream. If you want it bad enough, like that can work for you if you're doing what you love. Um, and you're meant to use up all of your energy every single day and go to bed exhausted. Mm-hmm. So like, if that feels good for you, go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that like uh, manifesting generators and generators, they do have that energy. And when they're doing something like they love, they have that energy. If some, if you get a generator or manifesting generator, that's feeling like an overexhaustion, like they're feeling super, super tired. Um, is that a sign that what they're doing is not in alignment for them? Or like, how would they like navigate that? Um, yeah, I think that's when you have to return to your sacral response. Yes. Um, I mean, it could just be that you're really tired and need more sleep. <laughs> that's okay too. Exactly. Um, that's right. And I'm always like, do the check. Like, are you eating well? Are you, you know, taking yeah, take care, care of, of yourself? Don't run <laughs> yeah. yourself into the ground. Um, but yeah, make sure that you're, you're doing work that is in alignment and makes you really excited to show up every day. Mm-hmm. But also like, I just made a post on my Instagram today about like self-care. It's so important. Like that is the baseline of everything. If you're not sleeping, if you're not drinking water, if you're not moving your body, like nothing else is going to work. So make sure you're doing those things first. Absolutely. Love it. Um, and I will just say, I don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast before, but all of like the big business leaders in the industry are typically generators and manifesting generators. Like, Oprah is a generator. Tony Robbins is a manifesting generator. If anyone follows Rachel Hollis, I'm a huge fan. She is a generator. Mm-hmm. So like if you follow them, they are the like cheerleaders of the hustle mode of like, go, 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 do, 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 which is great. Um, but if you're a manifester or a projector or reflector, just be aware of that. <laughs> like that's not how you operate. And so it can be really easy to get sucked in and feel like you're not doing enough because that's what they're preaching. Um, which is why I love human design. We're all different. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Let's talk manifestors. Let's talk about you. Yes. So generators and manifesting generators make up the majority of the population, like 70%. Manifestors are only, I mean, they're actually shrinking. So it used to be 10%. Now it's like seven or 8%. Um, and we really don't need as many manifestors nowadays. Um, manifestors were typically the, um, they're the initiators. They get things started. So they start movements. They're the kings. They're the people like starting wars. <laughs> um, like they're starting the big movements of life. Um, and I believe beca- it's because our world is becoming more like connected with social media and the internet. Like we don't need as many of those people because it's so easy to, to get connected and have a trailblazer, right? Right. We don't need hundreds of thousands of them. So that population shrinking. Um, 
but manifestors are meant to initiate. They're meant to um, kind of repel people, like scare people <laughs> off a little bit and be super independent and do whatever they want and not really care what anybody thinks um, and just go for it. Uh, the big thing with manifestors is that most of them have been conditioned to be people pleasers. So they're not acting as manifestors. Paula, mm -hmm. uh, that's and, me. Like, yeah. I'm still decoding my people pleaser ways. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be so hard. Like, I would not want to be a manifester. I'm like, that would be so scary for me. Sometimes I'm honestly like, why did I choose this? Like, because yeah. it is, it's really confronting. And it's like the biggest thing that I've needed to come to terms with is the fact that I am going to trigger people just yeah. by being myself. Like mm -hmm. people aren't always going to get me. And I remember like growing up, I could easily fit into any friends group, but I never really was in any friends group. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I could hop around and be friends with so many different types of people. But then when it came to like the ride or die, I was never the person people called on. And, um, and it bothered me so much. And even like now as an adult, I have so many incredible, amazing friends but they're all from like different groups of people. They're all different types of people. And um, yeah, it was like this coming to terms with the fact that I'm meant to be a little bit of like a drifter in that sense, you yeah. know? Like, and you're meant to be at the front of the line, which is a lonely place to be, right? Like yeah. you are at the top and nobody else is up there with you. Mm. Um, yeah. So yes. I think for, for manifestors, there's a lot of um, acceptance this ha that has to happen. Mm -hmm. once you learn about yourself. Um, so I find manifestors really interesting because they have an undefined sacral center, um, which means they don't have that constant energy within them, but they do have a defined motor. So your motors are your root center, your solar plexus, or your heart, um, and that's going to be connected to your throat center. Mm -hmm. So you have one of those motors, and it's going to be connected to your throat, which means you have a pressure or a drive or this like, uh, I want to call it energy, but it's different than the sacral energy yeah. that's always going to your throat. So you have this like constant expression of energy and that's like your drive to initiate things. Mm -hmm. um, so depending on which centers are activated in your chart and which channels is going to determine how that all plays out. Mm -hmm. um, For me, it's my, um, I have my heart and my root both defined. Both of them. Yeah, so you got double. Double, <laughs> double the pressure. <laughs> yes. Um, but manifestors are super powerful. Like, you can see a lot of them in the business world. Marie Forleo is a manifester. Like, she has started the, the online marketing business. Mm -hmm. Like, she's amazing. Such a, a leader and a role model. Um, historically, I believe Hitler was a manifester. Yeah, Which I is like... That. Uh, that's how not to use your power, right? <laughs> but like, yeah. a great example of somebody who started this like movement <laughs> that mm -hmm. has changed the world. Um, so you have that kind of power within you as a manifester. Um, so in business, like you are the people who can do the cold calling. You can initiate conversations. You can go talk to people and ask for the sale. Like that will work for you. Um, and not to say that everyone's going to say yes, right? You could yeah. repel people away. Um, but that's your design. You're meant to be the person like going out there and initiating conversations and getting things started. So mm -hmm. for you, I would say like 
really zone in on who is your ideal client or the person that you're speaking to and don't be afraid to go talk to them yeah. versus mm-hmm. a projector. Never do that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I was just going to say like, that's so interesting as well, because like, I mean, my business approach in myself, like, um, I'm very much like, I believe in strategy of business is so important, but I believe like what actually makes strategy work is when it's one aligned with your design, but also like your intuition and what you really love. And for me, like, I actually am not naturally, like I notice, like I cold, cold messaging and that kind of stuff, like completely repels me. Like I just am not into that. Um, but what I notice is that when I give a lot of call to actions, that's when I get more results, you know, like I talk about one-on-one coaching and then I say, Oh, and I'll do a free 15 minute call with you. And then people are like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, and then I book the clients and they're like, Oh yeah, I've been wanting to work with you for six months. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, and why, why now? Oh, because you said you you do a call and I'm like, right. you initiated course. it. <laughs> Yes. I love that. Yeah, And it's also yeah. the same with these podcast interviews. Like I have it so often where I'm like, someone just like appears in my mind or like on my Facebook and I'm like, Oh, that person. And then I send them a message. And then like, honestly, every time that happens, it ends up being a projector and it's the funniest thing. <laughs> like I was just waiting. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, I've been looking at your podcast or, Oh yeah, I've been wanting to message you. And I'm like, don't worry, I've got this. I've got us. <laughs> Yes. So it, it takes all types. It mm-hmm. really does. Totally. Um, so manifester and a projector and reflector as well, we all have undefined sacral centers. So we, we don't have our own energy within us. So we're feeding off of the generators and manifesting generators, which means we need time every day to release that energy that we've taken on. Um, so this can be like taking a walk or dancing or meditating or taking a bath, like anything for you that's going to let you unwind. Like that's really how I've been thinking about it lately is I have to unwind all of this energy that I've taken on because mm-hmm. I can take it on and be super productive and like very outgoing and like show up and do my thing. And then if I have to like, okay, <laughs> let's take off all of this energy and like come back to who I am. Like mm-hmm when I'm on my own. Yeah. Um, that's so me too. Like when, if like people in my programs and stuff, they're like, holy shit, you're so high energy. And I am. But then when I'm by myself, I'm literally like on the couch, like a potato. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> you know, and I just like, after I do that and I love both sides of me, like I love just doing nothing and laying in bed all day sometimes. And I love showing up and being the most like loud, like outgoing, like energizing person. It's like, I have both sides but I definitely need both. Like I can't do one without the other. Me too. And it's funny. I used to feel a little bit guilty about it because people say like, you should show up online how you are in real life. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm multifaceted. Like sometimes I'm super high energy and sometimes I'm not. And I still like all my stories and where it's appropriate. I share it, but obviously I'm not going to do my program laying in my bed. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, I also felt a lot of the guilt because having two like manifesting generator parents, like my mom, like she is just like so manifesting generator. It's like insane. And she mm-hmm. would never get in because all three of my, like me and two of my sisters were all um, open sacral. So my sister is a projector and then my other sister is also a manifester. And we all have that where we like, we'll do stuff, but then we'll like also do nothing. And she just yeah. can't understand it. She's like, why don't you get up and do something? Like, let's go out, clean the house. Yeah go for a walk do that and I'm just like "Mm, no I'm just gonna sit here (laughs) 
I'm fine. Thanks. So. Yeah. And I used to feel guilty about it until I learned human design. And then I was like, oh no, I need this. Cause this is how I become who I need to be when I need to be that yes. person. Yeah. It's like filling yourself back up so that you yeah. can go out and do the thing again. Yes. Love it. Um, okay. Next is the projectors, which is my wheelhouse. I'm a projector. Mm-hmm. Um, projectors have an undefined sacral center and they can have a defined motor, but it's not going to be connected to their throat because if it was, then they'd be a manifester, right? Um, and there's actually different types of projectors depending on which centers you have activated in your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really helpful to know. Um, I did a post on this on my Instagram feed a couple days ago. Um, so there's a mental projector, which you really are much more of like in your head and you have lots of open centers all the open centers below your throat. So you're really um, vulnerable to conditioning from the, from the people around you and your environment. You can be an energy projector, which means either your solar plexus heart or root center is defined. So you have those motors defined, which means you can have that extra drive and push to get things done, which is me. I have a defined heart. So I'm very driven, very goal-oriented. When I say I'm going to do things, I'm going to do it no matter what, mm-hmm. which can be very dangerous and you can fall very easily into the generator, manifesting generator mode of getting things done all the time. So Yeah, because um, I've got to find hard as well and I totally hear that. Yeah, and you can be like wrapped into situations where people are like, oh, she can do it. She has the energy. Like she can make it happen and you can, but if it's not... It's like sheer will, not because you have the energy to. Yes. And I believe that's what was happening in my last job when I was working as an executive assistant. Like I could do the things I had the energy to, but then I was getting so burnt out because it wasn't, it wasn't right for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's important for energy projectors. And then classic projectors, um, they have definition below their throat, but it's not one of their motor centers. That's my So it can be, yeah, Mm -hmm. their spleen or their G center. Um, he's got both of those. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so those are the classic projectors. So projectors, uh, have to wait for the invitation. So, uh, manifestors initiate things. Generators and manifesting generators are responding with their sacral response and projectors are waiting for the invitation. So the thing about projectors is, is that you can see really deeply into other people. You're meant to be the guide. So you have this like penetrating aura they call it like you get right into the heart of things you see into people's souls and because you can do that you really have to wait for somebody to ask for it because otherwise it's like you're in their soul and you're rearranging things and fixing it and they didn't even ask you like you don't want someone coming into your house and like cleaning it without your permission Mm -hmm. um so projectors have this really special gift and they are so eager to help, but you have to wait to be invited first. Um, caveat to all of that <laughs> as a projector, waiting doesn't mean that you're just sitting around doing nothing in your business. Mm-hmm. So I did a workshop on this last night for projectors. And I, was, I said, the big metaphor in all the human design world is that projectors are a lighthouse. So you're standing there and you have this special gift, your expertise, whatever it is, And you are shining that light. You are showing up. You are on Instagram telling people what you have. You are offering new programs. You are saying you have four coaching spots available right now. Here's how I can help you. Like you're out there 
standing as a lighthouse, shining your light. Um, so waiting for the invitation doesn't mean that you're not doing anything. You're like you're still putting stuff out there. You're still launching programs. You're still showing up every single day. Mm -hmm. You're just waiting for people to then be like, oh my gosh, there she is. I've been looking for somebody who could help me with this. And then they invite you. Like they're like, I want to work with you. How do I work with you? Can we mm -hmm. talk about this? Then that's your invitation to step in and be their guide. Mm -hmm. It was almost like when we first initially connected and you're just like, oh, I'm doing these like human design reading things. Like, and I was just like, oh yeah, what, what's it all about? And then you're like, well, you know, it was like you mentioned it, but it's not like you were giving people like uh, a straight initiation or invitation to it or anything. It was just, you're just saying what you have and you're excited about it and lit up about it. And then that gives people the, the cue if they want it to invite you to like make it happen. Exactly. Versus like a manifester could post all of the same stuff on their Instagram. And then if they wanted, they could go into their DMs and message people and be like, hey, did you see I have this thing? I think you'd be a great fit for it. Like they can reach out to people mm -hmm. versus a projector. If you're acting in alignment, you're just going to put it out there and wait for people to come to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, as a projector, I think we struggle a lot with um, self-worth and our abundance mindset. So I always make a point to say like, don't give up after like 24, 48, 36 hours or a week. Like you have to keep showing up. Like mm -hmm. a lighthouse doesn't turn their light off because no boats have come. Like you're still standing there sharing your message and the right people are going to find you when they're meant to find you. So keep showing up and doing your thing. The mm -hmm. world needs you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and then the final group is reflectors who are super rare. They're like 1% of the population, but I try to always talk about them because I have three friends who are reflectors. So I'm like, I know a reflector too. Yeah, they're out there and they get forgotten so often. Um, reflectors have no defined centers in their chart and they are completely open, um, which is really, really cool because that means they're a reflection of whatever's happening around them. So if you know a reflector, like look at how they're doing in life. And that's just a reflection <laughs> of everything around them. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're a reflector, be really, really aware of your environments, like where you live, where you work, who you're surrounded by, what kind of relationships you have. And in business, be really aware of the clients that you're taking on if, if you're a client-based business. Um, so you want to be super, super choosy because that's going to have a huge impact on how you feel and how you're able to show up. So, mm -hmm. so it's still like the same thing for the reflectors. It's like they can still show up and they can still make offers and that kind of thing. Is there like any sort of rule for them around like the strategy of the way they put content out there or? Yeah. So, but the projector is meant to wait for the invitation and a reflector is meant to wait a lunar cycle. So 28 days before doing anything. So if you're, if you're following this like very dogmatically, the reflector would have to be like, okay, I have this idea for this program. I think it would be amazing and super helpful. I'm going to wait 28 days and then see if I'm still really excited about it. And then I can put it out there. Mm -hmm. And that I heard it's like in that, in that time, they can still work on it behind the scenes. They can still talk to people about it, like friends or family or whatever. But then it's like, if then after 28 days, it still feels right, then it's the right thing, right? Right. Because the reflector's chart is so open that they're going to be influenced by whatever's happening around them. And they say the 28 days gives a chance for the, 
the moon and like all the, I don't know exactly how it works, but like all of the planets to, to go through their cycle. So all parts of their chart are being activated. Mm-hmm. So it's like giving them a full like body scan basically of like, does this feel good in all areas of my body? And mm-hmm. then I can move forward. Perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, famous reflectors. Sandra Bullock is a reflector. Yeah. And in business, um, Jordan of the Balanced Blonde. She has an amazing podcast. Um, she's a reflector as well. And on her podcast, she has an episode talking about human design and being a reflector. So if you are one, that's a great episode to go listen to to learn more about it. Cool. Um, and do you know any like famous people in business or anything that are projectors? Um, so I have two people I love following on Instagram who are projectors. Uh, one is Amy Allchurch. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Aaron Claire Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like most of the projectors I follow on Instagram are human design people. I was <laughs> just going to say that. Projectors love uh, systems and things that help you make sense of things. Um, so human design, we're really drawn to it. And we love learning about um, systems like that. But yeah, I realize that everyone that I know that like really teaches human design is a projector. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, not everyone, but everyone who does it as like their full thing actually that I know. That's that's cool. Um, but outside of the online business world, um, Barack Obama is a projector and Queen Elizabeth in England is a projector. So I think projectors a lot of times think you can't be quote unquote successful or powerful or in positions of, um, like high status, uh, because you have to wait for the invitation and you don't have that constant energy. So I love pointing out like Obama was a projector and he's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> like you still can make mm-hmm. big moves in the world as a mm-hmm. projector. And I think, um, who's a, is the lady who, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. Like maybe Mary Kay or yeah. Avon or something like that. Right. It wasn't, Mary Kay was she projector too I think it was Mary Kay I saw someone posted about her yeah yeah Um, also I've been doing a lot of research on projectors I'm like who are the the big projectors Brad Pitt is a projector Mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio uh Natalie Portman cool queer eye Jonathan Van Ness is a projector (laughs) yeah love queer eye it's like you gotta be you got to be ready to cry though when you watch queer. I like that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I like have yet to watch an episode that I don't cry. In. Oh my gosh, I watched two episodes last night and cried in both of them. So. Every time. And it's not even just like at the end, it's like every part of the episode, like you cry, like you cry when they first tell their story and then you cry when they start like seeing where, what their position is. And then you start crying when they start talking about like the lifestyle and then when they do the big reveal, <laughs> like yes. everything. Every time. Um, Anthony, by the way, is a manifester, so you might like oh, that. One. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we did all the types. Yes, <laughs> we did. We did. This has been amazing. Like, this is so cool, and I think that I love this episode because it's like super practical. Like, if you know your type, you can listen to this and really start applying it. Like, my advice, like from what I know, would be to really like allow yourself to give it time to really apply this, and you know, like. If you're getting used to your sacral authority, if you're a generator, manifesting generator, like just give yourself space to get used to what that yes or no feels like. And um, yeah, for all the type, just give yourself time to get used to it. Because when I first 
found out about human design actually rejected my type. I was like, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I assumed I would be a manifesting generator. Yeah. A lot of times people, they're either so relieved when they find out their type or they feel like disappointed in it. Um, and so it takes some time to kind of come to accept it and then start peeling back the layers of, okay, I've just been acting as a manifesting generator. What does this actually look like for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of us in human design, we call it the experiment, right? Like yeah. you're really just like experimenting with it every day and seeing how it feels. And over time, it usually starts to feel better. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Um, nowadays, if I learned my human design, I for sure would have been more relieved, but I don't know if I am would have got to this point without knowing my human design. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for everything that you shared, Ashley. This has been so cool. And I forgot to say your um, Instagram at the beginning, but it's um, learn human design with Ashley, right? It's just human design with oh, Ashley. Human yeah. design with Ashley. Yeah. Yes. And where else can people connect with you if they want to like be in your space and learn more about what you do? Yeah. So I have a Facebook group as well. It's human design with Ashley. If you're on Facebook more than Instagram and I have a website, it's Ashley Devin. That's D E V I N. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can sign up and if you get on my newsletter list, I don't send that many newsletters, but you do get a free like hour and a half training on how to read your human design chart if you want to sign up for that. Awesome. Yeah, definitely recommend that because that would be cool. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me and to the audience. Thank you so much for being here as well. It's always awesome to be connecting with you. I know you could be anywhere in the world and you're choosing to be here with us and I so appreciate that. I love you all and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.